Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. everybody and welcome back to a changing attitude the podcast where we go back through the attitude era of WWE raw uh, and kind of work out whether it was amazing as we all seem to think it is or whether it was just a, a big old pile of crap looked at through rose colored glasses um i am mags and joining me uh today the newest member of the team um danny how are you sir Hello, Megs. I'm doing really well. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. After last week's revelations of you joining the team uh, on a more permanent basis and then uh, having your own kind of uh, podcast irons in the fire, um, yeah, excited to to hear your content. Have you uh, have you and uh, Chris got together yet and recorded any episodes? Got anything uh, anything like scheduled uh, pl- uh, put down on on paper? Anything like that? Uh, not yet, but we are meeting this week. So, I mean, we've been discussing things through uh, uh, DMs and things like that. So, hopefully, uh, this week we'll be able to meet up. And uh, yeah, looking good. Yeah. It's looking good. I caught your episode of uh, um, SJP with with Sarah, uh where you uh, uh, you gave a little bit more of a tidbit of what's going on with it being like kind of the the hidden gems of wrestling. So, yeah, it's a a real excited for that. Can't wait for for that to start. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, hopefully it's uh, hopefully it'll, it'll do really really well, uh, and you'll be able to catch that on uh, the UTT um, uh, podcast feed. So definitely go and uh, subscribe to that if you aren't already. And and uh, for more reasons to subscribe to it, you can obviously get the unbooking the territory and un- unbooking the tankatory podcast, which are on there already to to kind of wet your whistle before uh, Chris and uh, Dan's um sure uh starts dropping very very soon but we're not here for all that we are here to uh to wade our way through uh the attitude era of rome we're sneaking our way quickly to the end of uh of 1996 uh only one more episode left in this uh in this torrid torrid year uh we've actually on the episode uh, that came from the 23rd of December, 1996, recorded in Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, and Danny is uh, is going to take the wheel on this episode, so um, off you pop, Danny. Thank you very much, Max. Well, today uh, today's episode started with uh, Mark Miro versus uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Mm-hmm. This was a... Um, to me, this, I mean, throughout the whole, there wasn't much action on this uh, Raw episode, but this was the, definitely the best match. Um, there was a lot of action in this. Uh, what did you think of this? Yeah, it, was, um, it started off interesting that we we kind of, um, we get confirmation that this is, uh, it's had the DQ uh, and count out rules 
uh, mm. switched, which means if Hunter gets himself counted out or if uh, Hunter um, gets disqualified, he loses the title. Um, yep. I, I don't think he specifically needed that, but it, it adds to the the gravitas. But we also get to see um, uh, Goldust and Marlena come down and in, uh, sit in the audience to, to watch why they couldn't just do what Shawn Michaels did and watch it uh, from a monitor backstage. Uh, I don't know, but I think you're right. This is a, a, a really good... TV match. It's nothing particularly special, um, but I think it's a really, really good uh, TV match. Uh, we hear on commentary that, uh, from JR that he he spoke to Mark Miro, and Mark Miro um, seems to think that this is going to be his last attempt uh, uh, at getting into Continental Gold. I don't think that's true. If I remember rightly, he wins the, the title a couple more times. Yet, uh, yeah, this was a, a decent match. We, we know Mark Miro is one of the best wrestlers in this kind of group of wrestlers we've got in 1996, and Triple H is uh, love him or hate him, he's a, a, a top uh, top draw talent. Um, but yeah, this was a this was a, a, a really decent match. But my, my issue is um, that it doesn't really do anything to elevate the Intercontinental title. I mean, mm. ever since we kind of started the show with uh, with uh, Goldust, who was the champion, and then we went on to uh, Ahmed Johnson then to Miro and Hunter. Whoever holds the title it seems to be the one that's that's kind of uh, getting beat down or is the coward or is uh, there's nothing done to kind of make the champion um, seem seem relevant. And mm. and for me, it's it's disappointing because I absolutely think the, the, the RC title is the best title that WWE's got. It's the, it's the workhorse title. It's the title yeah. where you put on um, your best wrestlers rather than your biggest draws. Uh, and I feel it's been kind of let down with with not even being the the focal point of this feud because the focal point is is gold dust. Um, yep. So yeah, it's um, it's um, yeah a little bit disappointed that the title is not the the main picture. But we get a we get a, a pretty clean finish with a with a, a, the the pedigree for for the end. Um, and then Goldust, who sat silently in the crowd uh, with Marlena, um, um, Triple H uh, essentially repeats a lot of what uh, Jerry Lola said last week, calling out uh, whether he's a real man and whether Marlena wants to get with a real man. I don't like where this is going. I know uh, that it's a different time period, but yeah, it's still it's as horrific uh, now as it was then. That kind of um, that kind of encourages. Uh, Goldust to to essentially come to the ring, uh, which ends up w- leading to uh, oh no we 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 missed out that Jr got chased uh, oh. Jerry Lawler got chased off. I mean that that's not a bad thing that we've missed that was out. The highlight. But, yeah, <laughs> but essentially in the middle of the match, uh, Mark Miro uh, chases Jerry Lawler off because of like comments he's made about Sable and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, we see Goldberg, uh, Goldust, Goldberg. Can you imagine if it was Goldberg? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Goldberg uh, again said it. Goldust uh, coming down uh, to essentially um, square off with Hunter. Hunter runs again, making the champion look weak. Yeah, but as, as for the match, yeah, very very entertaining. Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I like what you said about the Intercontinental Championship because for so many years they would have peaks and valleys with the title because mm-hmm. some day, some years it would be on 
workhorses, as you said, like Kurt Hennin, Bret Hart, and other years we'd have bloody Val Venus as the uh, Intercontinental <laughs> Champion. So it's definitely got its ups and downs. Yeah. Um, yep. So the we go straight from that we to a recap of last week's uh, the Battle of the Guns, where. Um, we see uh, a new interview from uh, Bart. Well, we hear a new interview from <laughs> Bart on um, on Livewire. Wow, and uh, yeah. what did you think of this uh, this little uh, audio clip from uh, Bart Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't add anything in in particularly new to what we saw uh, from last week's Raw. Uh, as we come to the end of the, the show last week, uh, Bart's wife and Billy's wife were both pretty mad at Bart for for what happened. But yeah, it was an accident. It's these guys aren't aren't doing ballet. It's, it's professional wrestling, and mm. we know we know it's all in kayfabe because Billy Gunn certainly uh, wasn't really injured here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't, I think it just kept the story fresh in people's minds rather than adding to it. Uh, rather than adding any kind of new details, we still heard that that uh, Billy and Bart are at loggerheads. Billy won't uh, speak to Bart. Uh, Bart's um, family are, are all upset with him. Yeah, it's it's just a continuation of what we saw on last week's Raw. Definitely. Um, I love how um, Vince McMahon himself goes from this sombre, uh, concerned uh, commentator till the second Sonny's music hits, he's all upbeat and he goes, Ah, oh, it's Sonny, it's Sonny. <laughs> so as we get Sonny walking to the ring, the mood absolutely changes. Um, but then uh, we go straight to a horrifying in my view uh psycho <laughs> Sid, uh christmas carol um i uh this creeped me out uh what did you think of this yeah i mean if you if you want to kind of like show how um the the holiday seasons i don't know if psycho Sid is the guy you would put front to center it um but he, he was the champion and yeah it was uh it, it was not a good. It was not a, a not a good advert, and we 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 see the other advert as well with um um Fred Blassie and the and the the kid dancing to the to the the wrestler's music. Yeah, doing ref adverts around this time were were pretty cringe. So yeah, I wasn't a fan of it. No, no, definitely not. Um, then we go to uh, Rocky Maivia versus Salvatore Sincere, mm-hmm. and uh, with Sunny on commentary, which pretty much dominated this entire match um yeah this was a this was a quick little match uh what did you think of this yeah i mean the the match was nothing to really write home about um it's it's clearly just um uh a lower card feud to get rocky maivia on tv to get the fans behind him it it's it doesn't seem to be working because um the fans were essentially sat on their hands um, he gets more kind of praise, I suppose, from from Sunny uh, than anyone who's. Uh, she's very, very lecherous. Like, mm. like if if the roles were reversed and that was a, a male uh, manager doing what she did to a, a female wrestler, it would be it'd be looked more down upon. Uh, there was a funny part in this match though where. Um, she calls uh, Vince McMahon a pervert, and I thought, yep. Jesus Christ, that that's uh, hitting the, <laughs> the hitting the the hammer right, uh, on the head there. And then he tries to switch it and say, No, it wasn't me; it was Jr. Something wrong with Jr.'s face. And just after he's had Bell's palsy as well, oh. uh, and Jr. said, 
Uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with my face. <laughs> and, uh, ooh, that, it came close hair. to the bone of, uh, of offending uh, a JR, but the match was okay. Um, yeah. Rocky, you can still tell, is very, very green. Um, yeah. Works a little bit too fast sometimes, but then slows down uh, a lot and uh, he's trying to play up to the crowd a lot more. I like the fact that Jim Cornette is hanging around uh, as well, kind of like... Um, Putting more um, gravitas, I suppose, on on him and Sonny vying for for the the Rock's um, uh, managerial duties, I suppose. Yep. Um, I think um, Salvatore is a, a decent first uh, first feud for the Rock. He's uh, he's good at leading him in, in in the match and takes the 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 Hurricane DDT pretty well. The floor over uh, and the shoulder breaker, which yeah, I'm um, I'm not a big fan of that. But to say that. This this was a passable match, and The Rock has only been wrestling for what? This is what his fourth match, maybe in in WWF. I don't think it was that bad. Um, no. He he's just yeah he he's trying to play up to the crowd and be that kind of ultra white meat baby face when yep. he, he's not quite there yet. But the match was decent, definitely. And there was a really hilarious line from uh, Sonny here where. Uh, Vince McMahon's insinuating that somebody's cheating in the ring and Sonny just looks deadpan into the camera and says, I don't cheat, even though around this time, <laughs> what was she doing backstage? <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of the lads that were coming from Sonny about how she'd like to get a clause into, into oh. Rocky and stuff like that. And Vince is like, you mean in a managerial way, don't you? And she's like, of course I do, Vince. What do you yeah. take me for? I'm a good girl. I'm like, mm. yep. Yeah, tell that to uh, tell that to Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Yep. I mean, it does not age well at all. I mean, just uh, but uh, then we get a uh, very important interview that's been hyped up a few times during tonight's broadcast, and it's mm-hmm. uh, Psycho Sid interview. And uh, to be honest, I thought this was one of Sid's best interviews. Uh, It was used very, very well here. The Mm -hmm. music itself playing all throughout was a nice change as well. Um, What did you think of this interview? Yep, I think it's um, when you use Sarkozy, when you guard Sarkozy through uh, uh, a relatively short interview, it works. Or you mentioned it last week uh, about Mm -hmm. how he's so good at being... um, dominating with his with his interviews uh and the the best part comes when he gets gets quieter he gets more intense uh yeah this was a um a really good interview uh essentially saying whoever uh comes at him um he's going to beat him down and i really like the the way he kind of finished it off i didn't really know where he was going at first when he was saying i'm six foot nine um 300 pounds today and i'm like where I think he's got off the off the wagon here, Vince reading back in. But then he was going, I'm six foot nine, three hundred pounds tomorrow, and then the day after, and I, and that's when it sunk in. He's is he was essentially saying, no matter what game plan you have, you can have all the technical wrestling in the world, but I'm still gonna be a brutal monster day in day out, and that's what you have to face. And I thought, yeah, it was a really good um, interview, and I like the way we also got that uh, switches. Uh, to Sean Michaels, who was actually watching the TV correctly, facing the TV, not not sad on. Uh, but how rough does Sean Michaels look? He mm. looks. I mean, we, I mentioned it last week how he he, he had darkened eyes and he looked uh, unkempt and he was chewing like uh, he maybe taking some illegal substances. This this Sean Michaels, he it was 
almost like he was half drunk, half smacked up. I just mm. don't get it. It was a, it was a, a weird kind of uh, kind of throwback to Shawn Michaels. Um, and then we get more of him later on uh, as the the end of the show comes when he is he is so sarcastic with Vince McMahon. Mm. Uh, but we, but we will get there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just, yeah, I totally agree on that. Sean Michael's watching television like a normal person. I mean, that was the, <laughs> that's one of the only and times a, I've ever and, seen. And a, a, what, like a 12-inch portable TV as well. <laughs> no, that was uh, it was something else. Uh, from there, we get a very interesting uh, advert for uh, Shotgun Saturday Night. And mm-hmm. um, did you ever watch this when it was uh, going on Shotgun Saturday Night? I've watched episodes afterwards i don't think we hmm. got it uh when it was live I've, no. so i've watched i've watched um the i think it's later on uh in when we get further into the into next year we there's an important shotgun sighting out where uh austin and i think it's bret hart have a have a, a fire or something like that so hmm. we, we may end up kind of mentioning it more but yeah this was uh they were trying to make wwe appeal to um maybe uh an older crowd, I suppose. It felt like with it being in in Vegas and being um, being almost like nightclubber, the way they were they were kind of explaining it. Um, it didn't take off. I don't think they did many episodes of it, but um, you have to try. If those, are, yeah. if you don't try, you 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 don't succeed. So definitely, I watched the uh, first episode oh, a couple of years ago, and I just remember seeing Vince McMahon in a green. Uh, party show and he looked like Tony Blair on holiday time. <laughs> he's kind of like just just standing around just trying to fit in with the cool kids but yeah that's all I remember from that maybe we should uh, review that at some yeah, point <laughs> and maybe we should stick pins in our eyes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah could be an idea I mean mm. to to just have a look back at some of those episodes and uh, laugh at them yeah <laughs> the styles <laughs> Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. But um, yeah, um, from there we go to an interesting tag team match. Uh, we have, I'm going to butcher these names, um, P, was it Pi? Pyroff. Pyroff and... Uh, Cibernetico. Yeah, so, was it Cibernetico? Cibernetico, yeah. Yeah, Cibernetico, yeah. Versus the new Rockers, who I, I, I did not expect to see Martin Giannetti again. Um, yeah, well, it, it's it's going to be one of the last few times you see him. Obviously, these are, yeah. are all taped in blocks. Oh, yes, um, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, Marte has, uh, has essentially been uh, booted out because of like how we mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago, yep. uh, issues with uh, with the finish of matches and him having a, an attitude problem. And you know, I I didn't like this match. Didn't like it one little bit. Um, I think there was a massive styles clash between the two. Um, whether that's communication with the the two Mexican wrestlers or whether that's just um, Marte and and Al Snow dialing it in, it just felt clumsy. There were uh, a mm-hmm. few um, s- spots that were were clearly missed. Um, it just felt felt slow, um, and especially when you consider what um, Mexican wrestling is is kind of pertained to us with, with like the Lucha Libre style half-lane. These two didn't feel particularly half-lane uh, in Perroff and Cibernetico. And um, I think JR did a really good job of kind of almost papering over the cracks uh, mm. of, of like, we've got the, 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 the bum end of, uh, of this AAA talent here. Um, mm. That being said, they didn't really kind of resonate with the crowd either. So you're putting them against the tag team that the crowd aren't particularly interested in, and you've two wrestlers who they don't know anything about. So this ended up being kind of like um, the the Rocky and Salvatore match where the fans mm. didn't look interested, uh, and and that's half of the battle, I think, in, especially w- uh, in watching it on TV on or, or, or in a role like this. That, you kind of need that those fans to be invested for you to be invested in it, and I think when you don't have that fan um, investment, and you can only focus on the product, this product didn't do enough for me to stand up on its own. There were some plenty of, uh, of interesting moves. I mean, I think Cibernetico, uh got a, would did a sunset flip. Uh, we saw kind of like dives to the to the outside and stuff like that, but it was. Very, very basic, uh, very rudimentary, uh, very, very slow wrestling from 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 both teams, uh, and obviously um, with uh, with the the Mexicans getting the win, burying the new rockers, uh, yeah. and the the tag division in WWF is is already kind of threadbare as as it as it is now. I mean, the only team that's really got any kind of momentum, you would say, is um, Furnace on the Fun. Um, because you've got um the um the Godwins not doing too well, the 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 Rockers clearly um clearly um on the verge of splitting up, the the Smoking Guns already uh, out the door, and then uh, Bulldog and and Owen having issues. Yeah, it's uh you would think they'd want to kind of uh, elevate some tag teams, but obviously not. This was uh, clearly to to boost the. Uh, the rep, the uh, relationship between AAA and uh, WWF for the to fill the Royal Rumble, because uh, obviously we have got a very small roster of wrestlers in in this mm. period. It's it's the same kind of wrestlers repeated over and over again. Um, hopefully, in, in the next uh, few weeks, uh, that's going to kind of like bulk out. I'm going to see a lot more uh, talent on these shows. Yep. Yeah, it was this match was missable, absolutely mm. missable. Definitely agreed with that. And I thought it was uh, hilarious that Giannetti took the pin. And I was just thinking about that thing you was talking about last a uh, couple of weeks ago where it was complaining backstage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I can't imagine he was too happy about this. Uh, from there, we go to a very uh, a, a, quite a good interview conducted by Jim Ross to the legendary Mil Mascaras, mm-hmm. uh, where he confirms he'll be in the Royal Rumble. 
And uh, Jim Ross did, did his best here. I think Jim Ross was really good, including uh, Vince McMahon, who said that it was a Hall of Fame-worthy yeah. interview. An yeah. award, another, oh, another yeah. award-winning interview by Jim Ross. <laughs> and he's there clearly taking, trying to take yeah. the mick out of Jim yeah. Ross. But I agree with you. I think uh, when you've got a, a wrestler who's, uh, who's uh, English is not their first language, uh, I think Jim Ross uh, did well to to lead this interview. We got the, the information that we needed uh, about... Uh, how uh, Mil, Mas- uh, Mil Mascaris is ha- excited to be in the Rumble, how he's excited to be in, in San Antonio and he's wrestled there a lot. Yeah, uh, I think Jim Ross did an admiral job in, in getting yeah. uh, getting the, the answers out of Mil Mascaris. So, yeah, good on good on JR there. Yeah, definitely. He's done better than Vince ever could at this. <laughs> <laughs> um, from there, we go to uh, Honky Tonk Man just making his entrance. Mm-hmm. Which um, I just thought I thought he was coming out for a match, but um, as he was coming out for to be the commentator for the main event, which was Brett the Hitman Hart versus the Fake Razor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll I want to ask you first, what did you think of this uh, match as a whole? Mm. Again, not a brilliant match. Uh, uh, we we know that Brett can wrestle anybody to a decent <laughs> match. I think he struggled to wrestle. Razor to a, a decent match. It, it it felt like it went way too long for me as well. Yeah. Um, what would it go like? Almost ten minutes. But it also felt that the the end came like almost out of nowhere. Yeah, like he, uh, Brett hits the the bulldog and, and the sharpshooter. Um, but this match was all to to fill time for to. Uh, for essentially the honky top man to stroke his own ego, yeah. uh, Vince McMahon to to kind of uh, stroke his own ego as well. There was a funny line by Honky Tonk uh, when he said um, he he called Razor's hair a bit too greasy, um, <laughs> which when you consider Honky Tonk man he does an Elvis impression and his hair is <laughs> slicked back, you think yeah that's that's a, a bit on the nose. Uh, but yeah, it was it almost felt like there was. There was no reason for Honky Tonk to be here. Like it, mm. it was kind of out of the blue. Um, luckily, I, I know what what kind of like the story storyline is, and this is leading him to to getting his his new prodigy, which is a it goes down as a fart in church, but it does <laughs> eventually lead to uh, getting one of the best tag teams uh, that we've seen a long, long time with the New Age Outlaws. So at least ah. some good comes from it. Uh, but yeah, the the match was. The match was a nothing match. Um, mm. Very, very forgettable. Very yeah. forgettable. Um, a lot of ad breaks in the match as well that, that kind of like takes you takes you out of it. But yeah, it was um, Brett did his best to to polish the turd. But yeah, Rick Rick Bodder as Razor. Uh, his time, thankfully, is is uh, is um, is coming up very very soon. Um, mm. And I, I I don't I, I don't particularly like this kind of a almost heel Bret Hart that, that we're getting um, because to me, he's just the, the ever present baby face. Um, mm. But at, it, at least it's um, another kind of edge to his character. Um, but yeah, the, the match was a nothing match. Um, like I said, finished pretty early and yeah, and saved us all from having to watch any more of it. <laughs> I mean, this was not, nothing compared to the Royal Rumble 1993 match, but um, obviously that was a different person. <laughs> but, um... No, it wasn't. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> 
So I wonder if they studied that, both of them sitting in the locker room, just watching that uh, on video. Um, but yeah, uh, I agree with you with most of that because uh, I the one thing I did, did like was that even though Bret Hart was trying to wrestle as a heel, the commentators really healed it up for him and said, "Oh yeah, look, he's very, he's very, he's got more aggressive, he's, and he was uh, doing more kicks than he usually does, and, and stuff like that." So yeah, and uh, it was like a fifty-fifty nothing kind of match. There, no one is mm-hmm. going out of their way to uh, watch that again. No, but um, yeah. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. And then uh, we during the match, we did see Shawn Michaels uh, watching backstage, but then we go to after the match to... To, right to Shawn Michaels himself, who's still sitting there, which I'm shocked about. I thought he would have been in the bathroom or something. But um, <laughs> but he was just sat there, as you said earlier, just completely uncooperative during this interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like mocking Vince McMahon. Uh, Vince was trying his hardest. But um, what did you think of this sign-off of a Raw? Yeah, it was... Um... Shawn Michaels, he just looked like a spoiled... Brat, the way Vince. Uh, I mean, the questions from Vince weren't exactly groundbreaking. He's, um, he was he was asking very kind of um, simple questions, um, commenting on uh, how Psycho uh, Sid has got an attitude and how uh, Bret Hart's got a new attitude. And and every single time he says something, Shawn Michaels going, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah," and um, twelve year old, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then. Um, is is talking about Vince is saying you look like you've had a, a an attitude change, um, but there's something different about you. And he's like, yeah, and that's why I've I've stuck around Vince. You know that that uh, I've been the champion because there's something different about me. Uh, but it was um, at least he was sitting watching the TV. Um, <laughs> it felt more like the real. Shawn Michaels, the the mm-hmm. the kind of cocky smarmy uh, Shawn Michaels that we we've all heard the rumors about backstage, uh, but it 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 felt almost too real, like he wasn't actually being a character anymore. This was mm-hmm. what he's like as a person. Uh, it was uh, you could almost hear Vince getting frustrated mm-hmm. with uh, with Shawn Michaels the way he, he was he was acting. Um, yeah, and and the, to end the show on on this doesn't really make me want to to kind of tune in next week. I mean, mm. I know we have to tune in next week because we we've got to watch the show. Um, but yeah. yeah, it was a uh, with him sounding uh, kind of almost disinterested in what Vince has to say. Why should we as viewers be interested in finding out what happens next week? It's very off-putting. I mean, that's what I got from it. When your yeah. one of your big stars is acting like a petulant child and not really kind of doing anything to to harp the next show, what 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 makes you want to watch that next show? I just yeah. didn't. I didn't think it worked. He didn't even turn around. No, it just he like just that. leaned over. Yeah, leaned yeah. over, chewed his gum, said yeah, yeah about fifteen times. Um, <laughs> I think it would have been better to actually switch this interview. 
mm. with the the Sid Vicious one. I think yeah. end, ending on that Sid Vicious interview would have made a hell of a lot more sense because it that got you harped up. He he did a really good job in kind of like uh, pushing the storylines forward. He showed that that kind of uh, that uh, that anger and that intensity. The crowds were were popping during that interview. Like you mentioned, the music playing all the way through was a really good touch. That would have been a better way to end a Raw and get you ready for the next one rather than uh, a petulant child like Shawn Michaels sat there chewing his gum and, and kind of one word answering uh, the interviews. It, it just didn't make sense for me. Definitely. They really, sh- I mean, in hindsight, they really should have, as you said, just swapped them round and then mm-hmm. it would have been a much more ending, better ending. But mm-hmm. um, yep, yeah, that's going to do it for us uh, for another week of a change in attitude. Um, Mags, where can they find you? So, uh, thank you all for for listening, and thank you, Danny, again uh, for not only being a, a great um, co-host and also a great lead for the show, but being uh, uh, part of the the, the team here at uh, Changing Attitude. Yeah, it's massively appreciated. You brought a really cool dynamic to the show, and yeah, it's a uh, it's a uh, fun. Uh, been able to spend this time chatting about this terrible roars with you. Uh, but you could follow me on the Twitter at Podfather Mags, uh, where you can find links to uh, the the multitude of podcasts that I'm involved in. Um, many of them here on on the chair shop with uh, with five rounds uh, and Badlands. So yeah, definitely go and uh, give them uh, a, a sub and then uh, uh, go and give me a follow on the Twitter. Brilliant. And uh, you can also follow our co-hosts, um, Ori, at Ori the Draw on uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Uh, I'm doing a terrible job. <laughs> Twitch. Definitely go and follow Twitch. her on Twitch. Yep. 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 And uh, you can also follow Tanner at Texas Gentleman underscore. But um, thank you very much, everyone, for uh, tuning in. You can find me at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter where I'll be doing my own uh, podcast at, at some point with Chris Bellis, as um, probably, hopefully, by the end of this month. But uh, we'll let you know uh, more when it happens. But thank you very much for tuning in. And remember, always use your head. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.